So before we start, I think we'd be crazy not to start off with the fact that the Breaks Media won Best Podcast Network of 2019 at the Pod Excellence Awards. This is just, it's crazy that in nine, something that's only been around nine months, we won a war for Network of the Year. That shit got, had me emotional as hell right now. I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I, when I got that news, I had to take a good five minutes to get over the emotion that rushed over me. <laughs> It's called hard work right there. It's called great content. Next year, we're going to... So proud. Thank you, thank you. Next next year, I'm calling it right now. Yum is going to be the the newest... They have like a new podcast, a rising star, whatever it's called. Yum's going to win it, Mary. We're putting that on you. You got to do it. Uh, Well, I'm I'm out here, so let's see what happens. (laughs) Oh, man. Welcome to the Breaks Radio. Well, we are going to get into our topics for this week. Uh, not st- stay too long on bragging about our award, but fuck it, we won it, so I'm going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> this week, uh, news came down that Dave Free has actually left Top Dog, and so people may not, depending on what level of, of music head you are, how close you pay attention, you may not know, but Dave Free was one who was really instrumental in even bringing Kendrick Lamar to, um, to Top Dog, and... Kendrick's also spoken on him a lot of times just saying how influential he was in the music that Kendrick was making and just Top Dog's whole movement. So what do you guys think? This How is this going to affect Top Dog Entertainment? Do you think it's going to affect it really much at all? Do you think at this point they kind of have that machine that's going to keep going? What do you think? Shit, I don't know. I mean, we're going to see now. Uh, that's like that's like the Lakers losing Jerry West right there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You would, you, would, you would think that, you know, the level uh, that K Dot has reached, and even Schoolboy, and you know the rest of the gang, that they'll be able to handle it after that. So hopefully so. But he did play a major part, a major part in their success. Mary, what do you well, think? You, you have a little more insider information sometimes. What do you think? Well, I was gonna say what I've observed is that usually when a linchpin of you know, the organization leaves, then a lot of the times the talent kind of follows. So I think we might have to kind of wait and see how everybody reacts to that. Yeah, that's just, that's wild. Like, when I read the news, I just, I I don't think there's, I don't know much. I don't have any insider information, but I, I just don't see a situation which Kendrick leaves Top Dog Entertainment, but weirder things have happened. I'm more so think about what this is going to do for somebody like, like the reasons that are on the on top dog, like because that he's not at a level of a schoolboy Q or a Kendrick. What that, does that mean for his next project coming out? Like I, I always look at things like that. Like and to Mary's point, when you see like these historic record labels, when people start leaving, like Manny Fresh when he left Cash Money, look, Wayne kept it going, but Cash Money as a, as a thing never really was the same. Like their 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 beat selection was never the same. So it's little things like that that may affect it in the long run. I think that's where K Dot gonna come in, come in at because I mean when you when a major piece like that leaves, um, you look to the next the next thing would look you will look towards the star yeah. uh, the, the the main cat. Um, I don't know no no updates that came out on either side. It's just the last that I've heard was, you know he was looking to get into to the filming industry, uh, making movies, and then uh, uh, he's working with a new artist. 
uh, from L.A., which, I mean, I don't, I've only heard a couple of songs, but some cat named uh, Baby King. So, I don't know, maybe he just want to start over fresh and develop if some more talent. somebody comes out with, with Baby in their name, I'm going <laughs> to scream. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> cats need to get more original. Um, <laughs> so... Him getting in the film it may be cool. It may work out, but I mean, we'll we'll pay closer attention to it. I'm still hoping that we're gonna get a surprise Kendrick February. We have to get a Kendrick album in February. It's happening. I'm telling you. But you know what? At the same time, I just what I just said, I just thought about something. Um, maybe the cats that you know that he helped develop, you know, they got to a point where they no longer need that type of help. That's true. You know, that's true. Sometimes you need to just have new challenges, and maybe. You know, Top Dog, they do have, I wouldn't don't want to say a formula. They have a machine. They have a way that they work. They have a way that they do their releases. They have a way that they make their albums. And maybe it was just time for him personally to have new challenges and step out on his own. And the fact that, that this parting didn't happen with any negativity, I think is good as well. Because so often uh-huh. we see people leave record, record label situations and it's some type of beef or some type of tension or shots thrown. The fact that this was done quietly and, and, you know, it said that he was he's actually been working on his own for a few months, that this was done quietly, I think is a is a good thing. And as far as bringing more positivity um, into a situation like this. All right. All right. All right. Well, getting off that positivity kick, unless there's anything left, Mary, you got anything left with Day Free and Top Dog? No, I mean. I'm not as up on the West Coast circuit um, from an as it, from an insider perspective to really have any additional insight, but I just think it'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens next. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, talk about interesting. I didn't know, you know, in, in the article that I said, it said, it said that uh, academics revived his rap alter ego. I had no idea academics ever rap. So that's just one thing that just went completely over my head, but he drops this Nicki Minaj, this, and <laughs> you know what? For him, for what I would have expected, it's not that bad from academics, but it's not good either. It's just, it's interesting to hear, but who the fuck knew academics thought he could ever rap? I didn't. Did either one of you guys know this? It wasn't that bad. It, um, for for what I like, if somebody would have, if I would have woke up and somebody would have said academics is rapping, I expect barely any bars. Like somebody just talking shit. So the fact that this was what it was, it was ah okay. That's better than I gave that I gave him credit for. I would give him credit if he if he came out and said someone actually wrote that for him. But it sounded like he wrote that. He, he said he told her. He told her to meet me on IG, on IG Live, like something like that. And I'm like, oh my god, boy, that's attention for you, though. Yeah, that's what they, that's what is, that's what he's looking for. So he got it. Mary. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure everybody else is gonna bring it up. Joe Budden's <laughs> gonna talk about it. <laughs> Mary, I feel like I'm not surprised. I feel like most dudes in the industry kind of started out of aspirations to be, you know, a rapper, um, especially of a certain age. And, and of a certain age, I don't mean old, but, you know, like, if you're in the 30-ish range, like, you, you know, you, you you thought you had bars back in the day, <laughs> and you fell in love with hip-hop, and then that's kind of probably what got him there, and then he realized he was better at the commentary than, than at, the, at spitting, and I don't know. 
But yeah, I didn't feel like it was horrible. But then again, my expectations are so low these days with, you know, the current ecosystem. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not surprised, though. Hey, that and that's the that's the sad part about it is that is that our expectations for something is so low that when something trash comes out, it's like, uh, it's not that bad. It's not that trash. Yeah, it's not that trash. This is this is it's not hot garbage. It's just garbage. I mean, it's a lot of just <laughs> charity compliments, man. Yeah. This, yeah. yeah, we should be like, you know how the source used to have five mics? We should have like trash bags, but only the <laughs> less amount would be better. I don't know. I like that idea. I like that idea. Uh, <laughs> this is after like Shaq and, and, and Damian Lillard had rap beef. Like this is, every put down the fucking mics, people. Stop rapping. Just stop rapping. Mm. I would have, I would. I'm surprised he didn't like just go on the Twitter to irate because we know academics is Twitter fingers. So this, the, the fact that he actually put down the phone and picked up a mic was shocking to me. But you know, yeah. they make it seem like I know I know it was NBA uh, preseason. They making it seem like it's hip hop preseason and everybody is <laughs> trying out and shit. <laughs> That's good. I think you may have just titled this episode "Hip Hop Preseason." Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I like that. Speaking of something for the culture, uh, but Will Smith and this uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air inspired the clo- inspired clothing line. I'm all for this shit. The jacket, I'm getting it. I'm ordering it. I don't give a damn. Well, I say about time. I mean, goddamn, it, it's been out for a while. I was waiting for him to co-sign it a long time ago. <laughs> shit. Mary, what do you think about it? Um, I mean, I gotta see the girl gear. Okay. But, but, I don't know. I mean, do I feel like this was necessary? No. But, okay. I'm a fan of the Fresh Prince and obviously anything 90s, so I'm here for it, I guess. Whatever happened well, to that he, first is he, is he Is he endorsing it, or is he or is he coming out with his own? It's his own, I believe. Because, I mean, because they was coming out with, with the jerseys and the, and the, uh, the Letterman jacket. I think I got my jersey maybe about two or three years ago. Yeah, in the video that uh, I saw with him trying it on, this is actually a new one that he's launching, a fresh uh, clothing Oh, one. okay. So it's a whole totally different one from the the company that makes the uh, – okay, yeah. okay. So, uh, but whatever happened to that Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the, the revital that they were having, where it was grittier, like it was a modern retelling of the Fresh Prince story? I, I, th- I, thought, that- I thought it was a matter of him, like – uh, picking it up because it was a fan um, project. It, so from what I've, from from my understanding, it wasn't real. It wasn't a real trailer. Um, but he pitched it to Will Smith to see if it was going to really happen, and that, that's where it just stopped. Hmm. It was it was it was an interesting take that it was more serious. But I mean, maybe it never happened. It's, it's shit like that pops up and then it'll just go away and we'll never hear about it again. So. Unless this, uh, unless this whole new clothing line is, uh, is a promo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I would not have wanted the, the Fresh Prince reboot. First of all, Uncle Phil's dead, so that's gonna be a no for me, dog. Like, we could swap out Aunt Viv, but not Uncle Phil. So, yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, uh, I just, I just did a quick Google, so it looks like it was a short film that was pitched as a, as a trailer. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it doesn't look like, doesn't look like it was picked up. So probably not going to happen. And, 
And from what I heard, Will Smith had high praises for it, but it's just nothing happened. Shit happens, man. Everything isn't meant to be. I'm tired of remakes anyway. We talk about remakes all the uh, goddamn time. Unless it could be a, uh, unless it could be a, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I can't, I cannot think of the name. But you know, uh, whoever holds the, um, I can't even think the of. Copyright. I'm drawing a blank. That there you go. The copyright for the show, um, for everything, they probably not. You know, they're not budging on it. Yeah. Well. There you go. Well, uh, next topic that we got, though, JT from City Girls was released from prison and almost immediately a new track came out called JT's First Day Out. Did you guys get to listen to the track? If you did, what did you think? (laughs) (laughs) I heard it. Look, this shit about to be on every... Every woman I know, not every, but some of them is going to be on on all these damn stories on IG. It's like one of those songs, like, you know, for all the guys out there, please, please stay in line because the moment you mess up, they're going to throw this track on there. Mm. It's just one of those, one of those motivational tracks for their listeners. I didn't like it. I mean, I mean, it's not for me. (laughs) Mary, did you like the track? Uh, I'm I'm not a city girl, so it's rare that you probably ever hear me say I like anything that they you know that they really put out i mean you know it's for a certain audience like baylor just said so and that ain't i not i so you can't tell me you don't listen to city girls mary i can just imagine you in the room listening to city girls with your daughter nope i'll take that as a no (laughs) but it's a difference between listening to city city girls and dancing to it in like a club club or a lounge or something like that yeah, City true. Girls is not exactly. touching my Prius. Yeah. Right. It, but even then, like, it, I wouldn't be, like, running to the dance floor. Like, that's my song when City Girls comes on. Like, oh, yeah. This, this, yeah, it's definitely not a run to the stage type of song. No. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I ain't got I don't, one of those yet. I don't listen to City Girls. Like, I don't check for my, my. Luckily, my daughter doesn't listen to it, thank God. But if it's not, doesn't come on the radio, and I rarely listen to the radio, it is. I wouldn't even know who the fuck. I remember when City Girls first started popping. Like people were tweeting. I'm like, what the fuck is this City Girl shit? I didn't even know because I don't listen to that shit. So, um, yeah. I mean, I'm glad she's out though. She missed Hot Girl Summer. Hot Girl Summer was really a bust. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but we'll move on. Uh, Kevin Gates has been banned from all Louisiana prisons following his visit to Sea Murder. He actually wasn't there to visit Sea Murder. He, I think he had an uncle that was in the same prison. End up kicking it with C-Murder. Took a picture with money up against his face, which apparently is illegal in the state of Louisiana. He's been since banned from all Louisiana prisons. Mary, I'll come to you first on this one. What do you think about Kevin Gates being banned from prison for showing money? Um, I think that that should be the law in every state. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, I think that's ridiculous. I don't... But, I don't know. Okay, Louisiana. I mean... I think it's there might be more to this story because this sounds a little too crazy for that to just be it. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I agree too. It's it's it just it's taking a picture showing money like to get you banned from every prison in the state just I don't know, that does seem like maybe he maybe he slipped him something. I I don't fucking know. I don't even want to start speculating getting people going. Baylor, what do you think about the the news? How is this even news though? <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's that, a slow news week, Baylor. Get, 
Does that mean if he gets arrested, he can't go there? <laughs> <laughs> he should use that. God, God damn it. I guess so, man. Don't flash no money in front of your face when you're out there. He's going to be like, take me back. I'm banned from here. <laughs> I demand you, you take me back. I'm banned from Louisiana prisons. <laughs> ah, weird shit. Weird shit. Weird news. This is slow news week, people. Fuck that. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a break. We'll be right back after this. Well, I'm sure we're going to lift up the energy. And we're going to be talking about some Wu-Tang and power, which Wu-Tang's newest episode may be the best yet. So we'll be right back after this. Hey, guys. It's your girl, Beck Easy. Hi, everybody. It's your girl, Joanne. Hey, guys. It's Trell, and this is The, the team. team. And we want to welcome you into our group chat, where we talk any and everything from ABCs of sex to finding your passion. Catch us every other Tuesday on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and YouTube. Because we lit. Take that, take that. <laughs> All right, family. So we are back. Baylor, I'll get, let you pick this week. Do you want to talk about power first, or do you want to talk about Wu-Tang and American Saga first? Let's get Wu-Tang because, no, let's go out on a good note. So okay. let's go with power first. Let's go with power first. So yeah, let's go with power Power, first. which... The last couple of episodes have been really, really good, and we paid for it, I feel like, this week because not much happened. Now, we did get another death. We did get Tariq finally getting put in his place initially at the beginning of the episode with Ghost standing over him with the gun. I was like, finally, shoot this motherfucker because you know I want him to die. I don't give a fuck that he's your son. Shoot the little nigga. He didn't shoot him, uh, but then we ended. All that good vibes get taken away by the end. Tasha makes the worst parenting decision I maybe have ever seen on TV, period, point, fucking blank. What say you, beautiful people? See what I'm talking about? <laughs> now, y'all be hollering out Keisha, y'all holler out Tyreek, Tasha gotta go. Tasha about to create a whole new monster. And it's y'all I mean, fault. I agree. Because she should have been killed off. Yep. <laughs> I agree. And Tasha should agree. be, and, and, and Ghost needs to kill her. The fact that she says she's going to teach him the game, like, th if this motherfucker hasn't shown anything else, he has no street savvy at all. Like, my only no. hope is that in this happening, in her teaching him the game, the motherfucker gets shot. Please, someone shoot this little nigga. Again, that's what I got to say. But with, uh, on the rest of the, we got more Tommy and Ghost being added. They're now forced to work together. All that good shit. Mary, go ahead. What did you make about the rest of power outside of, of the Tariq nonsense? So the Tommy and Ghost shit is just getting fucking ridiculous. And, yeah. you know, up until this point, I've been actually impressed with, like, the writers and where they've taken it. And now it's like, this is just some real unrealistic shit. Come on. Like, Tommy literally in the end asked Ghost, can I trust you? Like, nobody does that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like... And he's like, yeah, until we kill Jason, and then we'll be back to being enemies. It's like, this is not Tom and Jerry. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, you don't take breaks from having beef. <laughs> like, it's the It's know. the weirdest. This is, it's funny, because you, this is Tom and Jerry. So what they've done <laughs> is they've made Tom and Jerry out of ghosts, and Jason is the big, what, the pit bull? That's, yep. what, that's, yeah. what, that's what this is. Yes, it's awful. Um, and it's just un not believable. It's unrealistic at this point. It's like, come on. Like, as many, they have, like, on-site type beef. You know, they've done horrible things to each other, killed each, you know, people who are close to, and then yet they're sitting here having conversations, like, <laughs> in front of each other. It's just insane. Like, I don't know. But can, can we say this, though? Councilman Tate 
Come on, <laughs> Tate. I don't know how. I do know how he does it. Um, but I told you, old girl, had eyes for ghosts. We all knew. Excuse me. We all saw that. Like that. That was next episode. Next episode. Next episode. It might be. Might be a little raunchy. Councilman Tate is a little horny little dog, though. He's just such a motherfucker, though. Like <laughs> this has to be one of Lorenz Tate's most unlikable characters ever. Like there is nothing charming or cool about him at all. Like to me, and I, I'm a fan of him, of Lorenz Tate. Like. I had a little crush on him growing up and all that. And it's like, yo, like, I just can't stand when he comes around. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then, again, we got more act, well, act, acting out of nostrils. And it's just like, why do people, why has, okay, on this show, this is what I want to know. There's so many opportunities that, that Andre should have been dead. But everybody gets this motherfucker. They know he's slippery in a position. And then just, like, act like he's not going to do some some slimy shit. I forgot my boy's name that he shot in the head, but the fact that they didn't just immediately shoot Dre doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, kill this motherfucker. Like, again, kill this motherfucker. Why is he still breathing? You had him tied up. You should have just shot him and walked away. Let everything else fall where it is. Like, these people are smart. As much as they try to depict street culture, they are they don't do a good job at some of it because there's nobody who has who wants to see somebody dead who's gonna let let them walk away. Like it's not gonna happen. Shoot the motherfucker. And then you leave the goofiest person with him to watch him, knowing like I man, I just I got really frustrated at that scene if you guys can't tell. Now I watch. Now we got a whole nother episode where we gotta watch his cigarette breaks. I hate his cigarette breaks. But, you know, it is what it is. I don't think he may not. He may not make. He may not make it past maybe the next the next two episodes. But now at at this point, when you look at power, now we're just trying to pick out who's going to die next. That's what it's come down to. Yeah, yeah. That's all it's about. Is that, like as it went w- winds down, it's all about seeing who's left and how many people we're going to lose. Like I really feel like we're going to every other episode at least somebody has to die. Somebody has to die. But what's the story though? That's why I said. As much as we hate him, bro, they're going to turn Tyreek into the next ghost. And Cass is going to end up somewhat liking him in a way. I still think he's too young to play the part, but that's the only character I can see that can keep it going. But I don't see the story unfolding. I just see we just wait on somebody to die. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and also the death in this episode was really disappointing. Like, if we were going to kill off anybody in Tommy's crew, it should have been the other, like, loudmouth, obnoxious dude whose name oh, yeah. escapes me because he's kind of insignificant. But <laughs> was it Tiptoe or something like it's that? It's something like that. It's some weird I don't know, is. but the one, the guy that did get Tip-top it, it's like he actually was nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he it's... He was it, a nice guy. The, yeah, and my, my thing is, who? how is Tommy running a whole successful drug empire with three motherfuckers that work for him it doesn't make any sense like who, who like put together can't change a light bulb or whatever like they're they're like three morons it's like i don't know yeah yeah i don't fucking know either man but anything left on power because i'm ready to talk some american saga because these last few episodes have been fucking perfect let's get to some good stuff then so uh, mary the last time you were on and we were all together and we talked about it we talked about 
when the music was going to start being a bigger part of this show. And it's it's finally happened. And oh, how sweet it is to see music and just that whole record industry displayed in the way that it was back then. Like him him talking, what, what the guy's name was Andre too. Andre's in TV shows, just fuck all y'all. Um, the, the African dude, like mm-hmm. <laughs> from Tommy Boy Records, like they're, they're just, I, everyone that they bring into the show really plays their roles very well. And mm-hmm. you've got the, uh, old girl's name too, uh, who plays the exec from Tommy Boy. And it's just, I, I'm, I'm loving seeing this, this portion of it. I love seeing Wu-Tang actually come together as a crew too. It's just, it's all perfect. Yo, I have a problem with those wigs though. I'm sick of those wigs that they putting on. Okay. Okay. I can give you that. Those lace fronts Fair is enough. killing me. <laughs> I doubt those are lace fronts, but <laughs> or some. 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 Um, I feel like I think it's dope that they really show that Rizza kinda had the opportunity through Jizza first and kind of showed Ghost's frustration because he at in the beginning was not necessarily included and was still out there slinging weight. And RZA basically made good on his promise that he was going to take him with him. Like, I thought that, like, not to be, not to bring power back up, but that kind of, they're showing, to me, the most important rule when you're dealing in the streets with a crew, and that's loyalty. Yeah. And that's what's missing in power. And I think that's really the cornerstone of what made the woo so successful. But, and I think he's setting it up, like you said, perfectly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it definitely puts RZA in a different light because um, we've seen where he started from. That video, like me and my cousin was watching it and I'm like, RZA, that's not you. When he looked in the mirror and looked at himself, I'm like, bro, that's not you. I know this is not you and I don't even know you. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And immediately I kept thinking, like the whole that whole episode because he was going through you know like his little small little press run in uh was it North Carolina I think I think he did like a little in a little record shop mm-hmm. and then he had the little video shoot and I'm like I kept thinking of the cream video cuz he was like man I want people to they got to know where I come from and then that's when that cream video just kept playing in my head kept playing in my head so yeah, the, by far that was the best episode, and Ghost was out there wilding like he. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta calm him down, but I understand his anger though. Yeah, it's just it's and it's it's such a well written show, and I know we talked about it being slow initially. Like I don't even have those feelings anymore. Like I feel like it's going at a great pace now. Um, I even appreciate kind of the the slower episodes we got at first a little bit more now, um, because it, it took time out to to better explain how we get to where we are. I'm just, I'm ready for the music at this point. Like I'm ready for the tours. I'm ready to see that whole aspect of it. My mind's already on season two because they, they, they have to have one. I checked because they don't really give ratings, traditional ratings because it's on Hulu, but apparently it's like the, the episodes are ranked there up with the highest that Hulu's ever done. So that's definitely bodes well for it to get a second season because there's so much more story left to be told with, with these guys. Yeah. Now tell me, Absolutely. did you get a did you get as frustrated as I did looking at those shirts with his name misspelled? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I would have been and and yo Monica, every time she called, a damn problem. I don't want her ever come home. Stupid bro. 
every time she paged our call, like it was some bad news. He couldn't get the sample cleared. He got dropped from the label. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not good. You so every we we know trends follow in film and television or whatever. With this show being as well received as what it has been, um, do you think we're going to get more like biopics or more television shows from things from our culture? But that they're going to actually ask the people who live these lives like they have RZA. No one's is I don't know anyone in hip hop who's as talented who can come write a TV show like RZA. But are they going to? to ask the people to have more of an active role in creating these series and these biopics now. Dungeon family. I need it all. Oh, shit. Everybody front and center. Damn. I like that. I like that. Mary. Yeah. You know who I think is, could rival Riz's talent in telling a story and in being creative. Um, Dre, even though we hate people named Dre, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think that he could definitely, you know, he, he probably could flesh out beyond, you know, straight out of Compton, a series. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I, and I think that too. That was like, what you yeah. were supposed to be like, yes. What's no, 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 no. Well, I was thinking, no, I completely agree with you. I'm, I'm thinking like, I think we focus so much on the, the NWA era and the death row era of Dre's life that to see maybe something that like takes place, maybe the last couple years of death row, but him creating aftermath, him, discovering M like yeah like I would love yes. to get deeper into yeah. that because that is it's, it's a lot of stories still there too that's a lot yeah. that's a lot the only thing the only I ain't gonna lie to you Mary the only reason why I paused is because when when I heard the Snoop interview and he was like is there any hope between Dr. Dre and Suge actually you know coming together and and he was like no no chance oh no no that's chance so that happen. part so that part won't make it uh, they, I mean, unless you know somebody signs off on it other than him, <laughs> but no, I definitely got to see that. I'm more, I would love to see the whole dog pound story, uh, personally. I would love to see that. Um, but yeah. my first, my yeah. first, my first one, I got to see the dungeon family. That's a gang, I, I, would I love got that to too. That. yeah, and not for nothing, even the bad boy story, but then we'd have to address yeah. the death. And I don't know if oh. he's ready for all that, but I mean that Biggie's death really did kind of spark, you know, the rise of Bad Boy as a label in the culture for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that was a wild ride. <laughs> so I want to say I'm here for Dipset, but I feel like when it comes to Cam and them, they're gonna embellish. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, absolutely. I, I, Absolutely. I don't, I don't there's gonna be there's gonna be a scene in which Cameron smacking Jay Z around. Like there's gonna be all types yeah. of embellishment. Yeah, I am not um, here for that. One that I would really love to well, see. Well, but that's a story too. The Rock. Oh yeah, the, I didn't think about that. You know what? Whose pers- whose perspective I love for that story to be told from is Biggs, not Dames, mm-hmm. not Jays. Get Biggs in it and get great character actors to play Jay-Z and Dane, but get it from Big's perspective because he's the guy who we don't really know much about. He's always been in the background, but he's seen everything. So to have it told from his perspective would make sense as us, the viewer. That would be great. Mm. That's a long, that's a long story too, though. Cause are we talking about state property too? Yeah. That whole, the whole, the whole rock. All that. And like all of the missing people now, right? Like there's so many people that I feel like every now and again you'll like you'll be like, whatever happened to them? Like you know what I mean? Shout out to Pete Crack, (laughs) right? 
Yeah, I think uh, another good one that would be underrated, it, it won't be as multiple series, but a great one series stretch, one season stretch, would be Ludacris' story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to be a I'd DJ, like right? Yeah. Transition from radio to, yeah, yeah, like, that would be dope. But that's not as epic because it didn't involve, like, a team of dudes the way. That is just one guy. Well, but and I mean, we look and we look for a lot of drama, too. Yeah. Yeah, and the three groups we just said come with a lot of drama. Yeah. Well, there you go. They need to get us to pitch the a series because we can make it happen. Um, but uh, we clearly <laughs> have some great ideas there. Anything left before we get into some music? Nope. No, Woo Woo is as taking over as the number one uh, must see series oh, right yeah, now. Absolutely. absolutely. If anyone who's not watching Wu Tang and American Saga really you do need to watch it like from so many standpoints other than just musically like culturally the t- the, the fact that it, the time period that it's set in there's just so much uh greatness in the show that you can get out of it even if you're not the biggest wu-tang fan so i i would suggest everyone go and watch it um R- rizza might be in my top five as far as people who have passion like so much passion for his craft like i mean because if it's as accurate as they say when he walks into a record store, the first thing that he looks at is records. <laughs> first thing that he's looking at is old records. And I think RZA goes unmentioned as the top producers, and maybe because he primarily just worked with his his crew, but RZA has to be on the list of, yeah. of top ten producers of all time, right? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. He's up there. All right. Yeah. I'm glad we all agree on that. But an album that we're going to talk about this week, Summer Walker over it i'm tired of seeing these posts about summer walker i don't even think the shit's that good personally that's my opinion what so you're over over it i'm over over <laughs> is it. that yep, what there you're you saying go. nah blasphemy <sighs> but i'm an r&b head right and like i feel like there have there haven't been that many highly anticipated r&b albums like this one which could probably be why it's annoying you <laughs> but <laughs> I do think it delivered. I do. I mean, she's dope. You think it's better than Sir's album? I don't know about that. (laughs) Okay. But but over it's still solid. I mean, playing games is like the one I think that everybody's, you know, it's actually hitting the airwaves right now. So, like, it's, you know, getting a lot of play. But, like, the joint with Usher, I thought it was genius. It was a, she sampled Usher, and then he, he was on the track. And I, I don't know. I like it. Um, I like what she did there with that. I, I mean, you know, it's, I think you, I feel like I feel pretty much every track she has on this project. So I'm a fan. All right, well, I mean, maybe why don't you like it? Tell me. <sighs> I must know. Because I, I just, it's, it's okay. Like I just, I feel like how, what, what kind of like what we talked about with hip hop. I think R and B is such at such, uh, like we don't get many great R and B albums at all anymore. And I feel like because of that, this one just being solid, it's getting boosted up higher than what I feel like it deserves to be. And that's just that's just my personal okay. taste. And that that's I just nah, I can accept that. Okay. I can accept that. All right. Baylor? I mean it's not trash. So no. That's... <laughs> no, and I'm sorry if I came off the way like I no, I'm not it's not trash by any means. Like if we're doing the whole trash bag rating, it got it has one trash bag because it's not trash it's not really trash at all. all. Um, it's just, <laughs> it's just even crazy to say, like <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's I just, love this stuff. and her voice is dope. Like, I don't hate her voice. Like, I, I, I definitely think she, the, the woman can clearly sing, but 
I don't know. I just it was just okay to me. I wasn't moved. Yo, is there is there an emoji trash bag? Yeah. If so, so, I'm about to go off. <laughs> and I, all credit goes to Mary. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure I put that. Jesus Christ, that was a cold thing. I give it one trash bag too. <laughs> <laughs> I do because I think there's another another young lady that we'll talk about next week and I'm not going to mention prior and she has the best Phoebe album out right now and it's not summer it's not that shit I thought the album was okay but it was I I couldn't find a track to take away I was like that's it this other person I'm talking about they have a, they have a, and I've played it at least five times a day. All right. Well, we'll be reviewing that album next week, so you guys find out what the hell Baylor's talking about. Um, what I will say, Baylor, without giving it away, since you don't want to say the name, is that I put someone on that album, and they said that they not only listened to that one, but they went and listened to all her older albums, and they are now a, a super fan. So uh we'll we'll talk about it we'll talk about it and i know this is this doesn't make for great uh (laughs) listening for us to be alluding to something you guys don't know about but it'll all make sense next week Mm -hmm. all righty mary how many trash bags are you giving summer walker (laughs) that's a cold thing to say i mean i i'm gonna give give her one very light one (laughs) okay she gets a recycle bag. Yeah, I got that. Exactly. All right, we're gonna take our last break. When we come back, we're gonna le- go over our uh, our last topic for today. So we'll be right back. Yo, this your boy Flaw Seven Hundred. What's good, everybody? It's your guy Fresco, and we are the, the podcast, podcast brothers. Dig? Yeah. Hey, what is our show about? Actually, our show is about a little bit of everything, man. It's not just one thing, but it's a little bit of this. Right. It's a like a little ooh. bit of that. Oh. Oh my goodness, no. You don't, like that song? No, not from you. What song is that? I don't know. It don't matter. It. it doesn't matter what song that is. <laughs> well, that's what our show is about. It's about two brothers kicking the shit. Real life real, brothers. Real life brothers. Obviously not by choice. And if no. you know how brothers get down, you know how we give it up. We don't agree on nothing. And that's what it's like on a podcast show. It makes for a healthy debate. It makes for good dialogue. And it keeps the interest and the listener interested as well because it's real brotherly shit episodes drop every sunday every sunday every platform you can get a podcast that the podcast brothers is dead you did chill all right so you guys know i like leaving the last topic on something to think about um I'm, I, I come up with some weird shit you guys really should stop letting me do this to y'all but um so i came up with this it doesn't have to be five i put down the top five album covers of all time and this is any genre so this isn't just hip-hop or r&b any genre, you guys ready for this? Did you guys look it up? Do you guys, did you guys prepare? I was I I I'm I'm going off the top of the head. I did look at it, um, but I just wanted to go off the top of the head, so I didn't write mine down. But but I have mine. All right, cool. Who wants to go first? Baylor. All right, Baylor. <laughs> Damn, Mary. <laughs> I'm just really indecisive. Uh, I have such a hard time. All right, I got I got uh, Outkast, Lens. Okay. I love that one. Uh, I got Eminem's first album. Because when you listen to the album, the album cover makes sense. So, you know, I mean, it, it sounds a little messed up because that's supposedly supposed to be his ex-girlfriend in a trunk. But um, I thought it was clever, you know. Um, what else? 
I got Maya's first album because it's Maya and she's on there. Oh, snap. That was my album. <laughs> like, that was life for me. So you, you just, you earned some points with that one. Uh, Snoop Dogg had a few. He had a few. Um, but I'm going to have to go with, uh, shoot. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's the one that I get. I did get stuck on. Uh, it was a lot of Snoop Dogg albums that I like. Um, and then the fifth one was always uh, Reasonable Doubt. That's a good one. That's an iconic one. I think everyone knows that image when they see it. Yeah, Reasonable Doubt. Uh, Mary, you want to go next? Or you you need some more time? All right. No, I'm going off the dome, too. Okay. Um, time is never really good for me when I need to make decisions. It just <laughs> makes me even more indecisive. I'm going to go with Biggie Ready to Die. Okay. Wasn't that the one where he was a baby? Like, it was his little yeah. kid. Did we ever find out who baby like that, that was? was? That was his baby, wasn't it? It was? I think so. I thought that was okay. him as a baby. Oh. <laughs> that, just, that just got weird. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go with Outcast Aquemini. Mm, okay. I'm gonna go with Nas Stillmatic. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go with Nas Nostradamus. Not the album as the best quality, but the cover was dope to me. Okay. That's when you're supposed to say, Okay, yes. Okay. Um, where am I? Did I have four or five? Yeah, you got one more. One more. All right. <laughs> you said mystical? <laughs> no. <laughs> I did not say mystical. Um, then I'm going to go with Redman, Doc's the name. Ooh. 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 Okay. Okay. Yes. All right, Mary, come through with the uh, the unexpected pick. With I the didn't expect that selection. <laughs> that's, that's very eclectic selection. I loved selection. him. Yeah, well, that, that album was everything for me. And, like, part of what attracted me to it was the cover. So I think kids these days will never know the experience of. But yeah. All right. Anyway. You know what? I'm not. You know, because Ghostface, Ghostface okay. and Rock Kim, they got some classes. They got oh, yeah. some good ones. Yeah. And yo, the purple, yo, yo, the purple tape alone. The purple tape alone. True. Supreme clientele. Ooh. I yeah. mean that for whatever reason it was such a brand like that was his branding right there. I remember he used to have a truck that would like a like a bus type of thing that would just drive around and it was a replica of the album cover. <laughs> so yeah. I guess it's my right, well we we picked more than five. <laughs> <laughs> my number one favorite album cover of all time is Midnight Marauders. Marauders, a tribe called Quest. Yes, that's a good one. Yeah, that's my favorite one of all time. Uh, next, it would have to be Missy Elliott, Super Duper Fly. Because what Baylor said about you mm. get from Eminem, you get the vibe of the album from the cover. That whole album is perfectly captured in the in the in the cover art to that album. I get that. Number Agreed. number three, end of the Wu, end of the Wu Tang Clan, thirty six chambers. There you go. You um, got to get a Wu Tang. <laughs> and next one, one that 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 may seem crazy, hardcore, Little Kim, because it's iconic. Oh, okay. Come on now. I want a little a little sophisticated with my. Okay. <laughs> and then the next one, because I think it's just a dope image, like just having like the poster on the wall or something would be dope. 
Uh, food and liquor, Lupe Fiasco. Okay. So, that's my top five. That's five, right? Chicken and beer was dope. Yeah. yeah, that's five. Okay. Yeah. So I want to some too. mention. Okay. Well, first of all, though, kudos to you for the little Kim, because that yes was that was an epic album. I mean, listen, I'm a chick, but I could still appreciate <laughs> white people. You know, that was groundbreaking at the time. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna go with Mariah Carey, Butterfly. Because oh, Mary, I, see, I, I want <laughs> and this is and this is why and this is why we're music friends. <laughs> right. I was going, I was going to pick that. See, that's my that was my second one behind Maya. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Listen, you blew me away with the Maya one because I feel like most people don't appreciate Maya, and like she was huge for the culture to me, like that. My high school years, Maya was like the soundtrack to most of it. So, mm-hmm. so. and like she was rapping for the biracial chicks, one of the first, you know, not just even artists, but really like people in the culture to like be biracial and actually, you know, rap it. So let me let me tell these young cats how tough guys we uh, we was back in the day. We caught the bus to Inglewood to one of the uh, to Inglewood swap meet to buy her CD. That was the only wow. mission for that Saturday. Damn. Was to go buy that Maya CD. Two two boys. <laughs> two boys in high school went to go grab that CD. All right. That's crazy. Wow. Damn. The things we, the things I learn about you, Baylor, add a new dimension to you every fucking time we record, bro. This is just Hey, man. <laughs> it be coming back. It be coming back to me when we doing the show like I remember I rode my bike in the rain. To go get uh to go get that DMX, and then there was X. It was in the rain. I was on my bike, and I had to go get that damn CD. I had to. Oh, I was killing them at school, hey. Eh? <laughs> oh man, you had to get the batteries. If you hit my shit at a skip, I remember that man. That shit. That's crazy, man. Well, that's it. That's been another episode of the Breaks Radio. Is we can just find out more. Bailey, you want like I said, you're one of the most complex people I know, man. But that's a good thing. But any that's gonna be all, that's gonna be next week. Next week we need folks to so they'll be ready ahead of time so we can get some um so we get some feedback for the show. Their first their best experience going to purchase some music. Ooh, okay. I like that. I like that. We'll put that on on the social. Yes, media. Baylor, you are on tonight, yeah. Baylor. <laughs> you yeah. It's the shirt. I'm trying to tell you. That's it. <laughs> it's power in it. It's power. Oh, it's the, the new NWA shirt. shirt. <laughs> um, but any any part words other than that, Jim, you just dropped Baylor. If not, give him your social media. Uh, at Baylor the Great on all social media platforms and. Tasha and Keisha gotta die. That's it. Mary. Yes, I'm Miss Mary Almonte everywhere, all day, every day. And I'm about to go listen to that Butterfly album. <laughs> oh, man, me too. <laughs> me too. Right? Oh, man. Um, I guess I have really no parting words other than this Friday, El Camino drops. Anyone who really knows me knows I'm a huge Breaking Bad fan. So after work, after work hours on Friday, don't fucking bother me because that I'm probably going to watch it twice the same night. Matter of fact, I may go back and watch the last two episodes of Breaking Bad and then watch. I know I sound like a real big nerd right now, but fuck it. I don't care. That's what I'm doing Friday night. Don't bother me, people. Do not bother me. But other than Friday <laughs> <So> night. <laughs> other than Friday everybody night. Everybody sent him a text on Friday saying bothering. <laughs> other than Friday night, right? you can catch me 
at CEO Hayes. It's at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can also follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio. The Breaks Media is the 2019 Podcast Network of the Year. You bastards, we're out. Peace. Yo, I'm about to go listen to that butterfly shit right now. You think I'm lying. <laughs> that shit was... The separation of talent and skill is one of the greatest misunderstood concepts for people who are trying to excel, who have dreams that want to do things. Talent you have naturally. Skill is only developed by hours and hours and hours of beating on your craft. I've been killing my this phone. has been a presentation killing my phone. of the great I've been Killing my phone, nigga. I've been killing my phone. Killing my phone. Killing my phone. Killing my phone. I've been in like a zone. When you talk to me, minimize your tone. Take some of that bass out your voice. Don't go and put your energizer on. When it's beef, I'ma going all the way. I don't mean to the end of night, come on. I mean I'ma take it to the grave until I end your life zone. I'm talking about cracker jacking these niggas till they whole enterprise is gone. I'm talking about clapping at these niggas with some shit that's gonna feminize the strong. I'm talking about tenderized bone. I ain't talking about weird science song. When I say to my ceiling. I'm talking about feeling out at home Nigga, I'm feeling like a zone I'm looking like Rambo in this bitch But nigga, I ain't feeling like Stallone Feel more like I'm in a heist alone Look, I don't like to aim my shit at any artist When I'm writing, I'm just generalizing How am I gonna take a shot at something I can't even fucking identify?